In uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 26, Jesus continues on to say that the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. And the earth yields crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Um, the the parable that Jesus uses here, I, I think it's very useful for people that are involved in ministry. Uh, because sometimes, um, especially as we, we start out, maybe when we're young in the faith and, and just learning the ropes, um, we tend to think that we uh, play the crucial role in the conversion of individuals. That it all depends on what we say, how we say it, uh, that, you know, people need our input or, or it is it is on our shoulders to, to bring the person to Christ, to, to bring him into the church and so on. And this parable here um, wants to, to, Jesus wants to bring across the fact that even though people have a part to play, that it's actually God who's doing the work. It's actually God who's changing the heart. He's the one who's um, bringing about the transformation in a person's life. Just like is the case when uh, uh, we work with, um, you know, when we do agriculture, when we work with the ground, when we, we plant the seeds, we water, we maybe till the soil, uh, we might remove weeds, we might um, prune the plants if necessary, but ultimately the the bulk of the work is is God's work. Um, it's built into the biology, into the uh, uh, the plant, the the thing we're we're taking care of in itself. Uh, and we gotta understand that although we do have a part to play, uh, our part is minimal compared to what God is actually doing behind the scenes. And we should do our work and not neglect to do it. We shouldn't step back and say, well, um, you know, God is the one that changes hearts. So let, let him uh, let Him work with individuals. Let him bring about transformation. We're just going to sit by and watch. Just like we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that if we really want to, to see our garden grow or if, if we want to see um, a harvest happen. When, when we're planting seeds and when we're doing uh, agricultural type work. But w- although we do need to play our part, and although we do have a part to play in this whole thing, um, it's ultimately God who's, who's bringing about the changes. And, and getting that straight, having that understanding makes a difference when we do uh, the work of the ministry. Uh, continuing on uh, in verse 30, it says, uh, to what should we liken the kingdom of God? Uh, or with what parable should we picture? It's like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, it's smaller than all the seeds of the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Um, this is this alludes to the, the simplicity and the the apparent innocence and um, just uh, 
the way the way the the work of the gospel comes across to people uh human beings are naturally inclined to think that uh if somebody wants to bring about great changes in the world if if somebody wants to bring about uh you know maybe start a new kingdom a new empire uh you need to be strong you need to be powerful you need to be uh loud you need to be someone that can command attention that can gather the crowds to to follow uh and in contrast with such a person uh the ministry of Jesus and the work that he did on earth seems so simple so quiet so um innocent and and unassuming uh people could easily miss it and think wow nothing's going to amount of this this person is just too um just not anything like the the kind of leaders were used to the kind of people that command attention and respect and yet um the work of the gospel ended up circling the earth and and gaining more followers than probably all the kingdoms of the world um <clears throat> before that or after it and in that sense um the 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 ministry of Jesus um and uh, his followers um ended up um accomplishing so much more than people would have given it credit for um if somebody were to stand by and and kind of try to predict where where things were going to go with Jesus's ministry um uh, especially a, a a person an unconverted person kind of standing by and looking to see what will come out of it uh, they probably would have never imagined the extent to which Christianity spread all over the world uh but but the same thing applies to our own work as as ministers of the gospel because sometimes we do various things and it seems as if nothing comes out of them you know we might talk to a person we might pray with somebody we might pray for somebody uh we might speak a word in season or or try to uh, encourage somebody in need and we might think there's there's no outcome no effect we don't see any results but we have no idea what the the ripple effects can be of of uh whatever it is we try to do and um you know it, it an action that we took in sincerity when when we uh, surrendered ourselves to God and asked him to lead in our lives um could end up affecting many people over many generations in in a way that we cannot even imagine so then the section um uh, closes with verse 33 where Jesus says um where the passage says that with many such parables uh Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it but without parable he did not speak and they were, and when they were alone he explained all the things to his disciples so we come back to the question we started with um it seems that in his ministry Jesus relied a lot on parables and there's probably many reasons for this um you know we we I think we've already explored some of these stories at the beginning of the chapter but um uh, parables tend to leave a person to think about things after they are said uh you know when you when you preach a sermon and you explain some idea or you you teach some some concept the person might listen hear it understand it and move on but parables um might leave somebody to think about the the topic or the message many hours after it was over because as they process it in their mind 
and they try to understand its application, it gathers, it captures their attention and it captures their interest and and leaves a deeper impression uh, on the person than than a straight message might. And at the same time, we talked about how Jesus was constantly being followed by spies and and uh, if he had spoken plainly and clearly on some of these topics, he would have invited unnecessary um, harassment from the from the leaders and, and things like that. But then he says that he spent the time with the disciples afterwards explaining to them what all this parable meant. So it must have been a, a powerful experience to be to have the the privilege to be with Jesus at that point in time and and to hear the parables, take the time to think about them, and then later to hear from Jesus' own lips the explanation of what all these parables meant.